Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. All right, boys. I mean, we got uh, we got 50 people in here now. Everyone, thanks for for coming. The comments are coming in quick. Damn, I don't know if you've seen this, Joe, but there is some news coming out yes, in the last like, 20 minutes on this. So no, I'm actually. I think it's so amazing for football what's happened. Actually, I think it's not actually bad because obviously the situation, what people want to do, is bad. But I think how everyone's coming together and like fighting against it, I think is like what we need. I wish, I wish we were, we had that in America to fight against relegation promotion, where the fans could actually go to MLS and be like, "This is what we want. We want the small club to have a chance." Right. Amazing. It's funny now that you see all these MLS club like fans at least are like going against the Super League. Meanwhile, the MLS is like a Super League just in the USA. It's crazy. And look who's behind it though, right? American owners. Like yeah, there's American owner for for Manchester United, American owner for Arsenal, American owner for Liverpool. Liverpool. Um haven't heard anything yet on those except that Edward were just resigned from his from his uh his position at Manchester United, he's the chairman, I guess due to the backlash from this. So it, shit is shaking up right now. There's history, no man. doubt. It's definitely history. Um, mm. I think it's amazing. Like, this is what football is about, you know? Like, listen, people are like, it's all about the money. Listen, mm. forget that. Football is about money. From, it's a, like, the poor kid from the has an agent. Every part of football is about business. You know, right. but the reality is because football is built on competition where where people, you know, working clubs can work their way up to be something amazing. Mm-hmm. That's what this was. Like, breaking away and having a league, that's just it's, forget the money. Yes, the, there's money in football wherever you go and people are greedy. But, like, mm-hmm. not a chance to, like, you know what I mean? Get promoted, like. Yeah, right. 100%. I mean, it's totally, it's totally, it's, it's just coming from the American owners. They're trying to make it a sustainable business that they can predict what's going to happen in the future, like all the other sports in America are. But that's like the beauty of football is that there is this kind of maybe Sheffield United beats Man City, and you know maybe Newcastle beats Chelsea, and now Chelsea doesn't qualify for Champions League. Like that's that's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. That's the whole. Yeah, thing. I mean, a Leicester City can go play in the Champions League. I mean, you need these teams like an Ajax. You need these teams like, you know, Roma, like Rangers, like these. This is, you just can't have that dream shut off. Like Champions League, this is what we all looked up to. You know, Zidane hitting a volley, like Ronaldinho with the toe poke. Like these are the things that we, all as kids, and Sean and I talked about this, Joe. It's like if you're watching Barcelona versus. Real Madrid or Real Madrid versus Manchester United every week, those games lose their feeling. Like, you don't really look forward to those games anymore because, oh, it's another Super League game. Who's playing? Oh, yeah, of course, these teams. And I think, I think the competition also is, creates players. Mm. Like a player from, you know, a player from a team that doesn't do well. Let's say, like, Ajax doesn't make it all the way through to the Champions League final. You find a player in the position that Barcelona gets, 
because right. he was able to perform against Barcelona. You know what I mean? And, yeah. that, and trying to take that, and that's why we we struggle in America because we don't. I don't know if the word is creative. I don't know what the word is. I think we put shackles. There are so many young players in these lower leagues that if they less clubs consistently with a relegation promotion system, we would actually find more. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. And I think I, that is, you know, we can go, we can tie that into our net. This is, this whole thing has been what I've been preaching from the beginning and I love it. Like, we put holds on our players back home and that's what this huge Super League was trying to do. Is yeah. put a hold on the game. You can't do that. The game is about creativity. Mm. The Africans play it one way, the Germans play it another way, yeah, I completely agree. Some new, some new news coming in right now. So Agnelli from Juventus, who's the chairman there, is resigning. And wow. supposedly there's immense pressure on Florentino Perez, who's the, um, who's the, the chairman, president, owner of um, Real Madrid. So it looks like we might be just seeing a domino effect right here. Like, but this is comes back to what you said, Joe. Like, I feel like the pressure that the fans and, like, pundits and even players posting about it has kind of, like, spun this into action. Like, no, we're, we're not going to let this happen. How do you guys, how do you stay on as the chairman knowing that what everyone knew your intentions and you're going to stay there now? can't happen. You got to go. <laughs> you got to go. And with right. all of these teams, like, you know, saying goodbye to the Super League, you don't want to be that last team that's in it. You don't want to be the last one like, no, we're going for this. It's funny, though, because he said that all the clubs are binded by contracts, and now all these teams are saying, no, we're not. Like, peace. Right. Stupid, man. Like, why Why not preserve? Like, hey, in mid-season break and during the summer preseason, we're going to have this amazing cup like that will tour. Instead of, like, do something different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. What do you think, Joe? Do you think we could take this, you know, the fan power and bring it to the MLS and say, no, no, it's, it stops here. The culture doesn't allow it. I mean, if you guys mm-hmm. listen to the things that were going on, I'm sorry. I got music in the background here. It's the vibe. Yeah, it's the vibe. Um, but if you, it's a culture, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It, it's yeah. a culture. The actual interviews to ex-players were like, we're not America. If you listen to, like, Jamie Carragher and these guys, they literally say, we're not an American league. Like, you can't franchise us. Like, we, we're built on hard work and being consistent and performing and, and, and earning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. So, I'm, Joe, someone asked, how's Costa Rica? So, I'm, I'm, I'm interested, too. How is Costa Rica? I'm, I'm pretending I'm in Costa Rica. Today's a bit into the the pro player development center the hotel. Like we have the keys today to our own hotel for the players. So wow, today is a big, big day, man. Big like, day, I'm, big I'm day all first. around. I mean, yesterday was Joe's birthday. Today is our birthday. The, the center's opening up. This is the the Super League's crumbling. This is a big day. Dude, I'm telling you, do a, a podcast like in a video, like a live like this at the center. You guys come train. It's amazing. Can't wait to show you. It's wow. Crazy. Joe, I'm sorry, but I just heard that Arsenal is out, too. This is what uh, our friend Volpe just says in here, too. So, the dominoes, man. Hey, hey listen. Arsenal, Arsenal is looking 
Arsenal fans were looking for a way to get out of being Arsenal fans, and I'm an Arsenal fan. <laughs> <laughs> and this a gateway to say, oh, yeah, see you later. Yeah. I told my brother, who's a West Ham fan, I said, if um, if if Man United go through with this, because I'm a United fan, I said, if they go through with this, I'm I'm switching allegiances. I can't do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm, imagine Arsenal in ninth place playing in the Super League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who told them that they were like, I mean, Listen. Yeah, I guess these, these teams have the most money right now, but... I mean, Tottenham's never won a Champions League. I mean, Arsenal, it's been years. Man United, I mean, all of these teams, yes, they have the most money now, but they're not the best teams right now. Like, Leicester has been a better team than Tottenham all year. Tottenham has been very average up and down. So, I mean, it's just, it's like, it's kind of crazy to think that these teams thought, yeah, we deserve this right now. But what, like, the Champions League's the Champions League. Why create another league? Like, what's the point of it? For money, I get it, but, like... Mm. So, so from reading from it, Joe, was um, a lot of these big teams didn't like how UEFA was handling all the broadcast rights, the TV money, all this stuff. They thought, we're the bigger teams. We're making the most money. We're what people are coming to see. We should have say in all of this, and we should have ownership in all of this. And Florentino Perez was saying that all of these, like, UEFA board members are just not transparent. Their salaries aren't and it's a it's a monopoly uh foundation don't get me yeah. wrong i think uefa sucks i think fifa sucks but that's reality that's just everybody knows that mm, like yeah that's just they're the governing body that's gonna do these clubs right. are doing clubs are doing deals under the table too so they're not clean either and another mm. thing our pro club we're looking into like how actual pro clubs operate from a business standpoint the rights, the TV rights, the things you get are crazy, even at the lower levels. Mm. And you're getting money. It's just about how you distribute it. You get what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You know, so, you know, you don't hear these smaller clubs like Leicester compl complaining about stuff like that, and they win the Premier League title. You know what I mean? It's because right. these yeah. lost all the resources to stay the biggest club, and football is not about resources. Yeah. I'm here. It looks like Joe paused for a little bit. Joe, let us know Joe. when we get back. Can't hear him. No, I can't hear him. Well, hopefully this thing gets settled. We're going to just say hello to a couple people in the comments. Shout, shout out Dan Hoppe. Super League is my new favorite league. It got rid of Ed Woodward. Amen. <laughs> Let's invite him again. Yeah. Um, shout out Volpe. Shout out Superkeeper. Jamal. It's cool seeing you guys. Um, Stafford, damn right. This is our this is our this is our birthday uh, live. This is how we celebrate. Yeah, exactly. Shouts out to Stafford. I'm switching to West Ham, Zach. All right, we're waiting for Soccer Visa to come back in. What do you guys want to talk about? Sliding. Yeah, we're waiting for Soccer Visa right now to come back. Um, let's see what do we got in here. What do we got in here? What do we think about the president being the president of the club at the same time, president of the Super League? I mean, yeah, the, who, the president of the Super League should never be the president of, like, that would be like Real Madrid president being the president of La Liga. That doesn't, it, the, the system of it did not make sense at all. Yeah. Joe, we got you back? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you great. 
Um, so just answer Strive Mores. Yes, unfortunately, Sean and I's season did get canceled. Hopefully, we will start today. Start again in July, June. Depends on some cup games, but yeah. But we're talking, we're talking Super League. And Joe, I have a question for you. So, obviously, the U.S. system of sports um, has become quite lucrative in terms of the stability of these different sports teams in the NBA, MLB, MLS, even. And I mean, we can't help but draw that tie to a lot of these American owners that are abroad representing teams like Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal, like we said. So, I mean, do you think that that's, that link is really what it was? They saw how st stable and lucrative and how much they could just create, not a non-competitive, but they could create this where they didn't have to worry and they would constantly make this sum of figures and they would take a little bit from the competition of the game. Yeah, I, I don't know if the Americans were behind their the, the roots were definitely in it. What does that mean? I mean, Perez could probably look at the model and say, "Wow, these clubs are being are making money," and maybe talk to owners about how it works and do this. And from there, I think Perez is the one leading the thing. But mm -hmm. American owners like, "Yeah, this is how we do the MLS, and it's profitable, or it's not." You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. So I, I think the American system. Listen. It's all about culture, and that's what I loved about, you know, uh, Gary and Jamie Carragher saying, like, this is our culture. Yes, NBA, MLB is amazing. We can't change that because that's hard. That, like, you know, three years of what we're used to in America. But the reality is the beautiful game is over in different places like Europe and South America where there is relegation and promotion. You get what I mean? So the culture of America would never understand relegation and promotion like Dallas Cowboys fans would never understand how their team lost and they have to go down they would right. front runners anyway sure. right Even Dallas Cowboys were in the second league of the NFL <laughs> but in Europe it's like yeah you got you drop down I gotta work your way back up you know what I mean and it, yeah. it, it's business like me if I go and start in the NFL and I have a chance to get promoted that's a what a, I'm creating jobs if we do get promoted I'm creating a I'm creating sponsorship opportunities. I'm creating all these things that. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's it's funny if you if anyone listened to Florentino uh, Perez's, um, he had a conf news conference last. Week. He was basically saying this is good for everyone. Like, this is good for the game because we will make all of this money, and then we will buy players from the other teams, and we will have the sums to pay like big sums to these smaller clubs, and they will make more money. And I, I was just, it was just kind of funny to me, like, uh-oh, this is trickle downs coming into, um, into soccer now. This is what Perez wants. Right. Joke. It was all, it was all a scheme to keep those clubs afloat and for them to make more money. Yeah. I, I think it just is stupid of them because the game is not built on that in that country. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, go buy, go buy an MLS. You have enough money. Go buy. Real like Man City did with New York City FC and started a freaking MLS club. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they're yeah, doing That's one approach. Manchester United just bought a club in, in Australia. I think they bought Central Coast Mariners and they're supposed to move them to Sydney, which is kind of a thing, too, if they're taking it. But still, like, this is what ready. I'm with you, man. I'm just, I loved what just happened, though. I'm so, like, everyone got together and went against their clubs to do the right thing. That yeah. is, like, that is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, everyone's in the comments keeping us updated. 
we miss things. And yeah, like Ed Woodward is out, who Manchester United fans have kind of wanted out for a long time, as, as well as the Glazers, who are the owners. So like all of these teams, you've never seen like a Manchester United fan and a Liverpool fan be like together in this against these like ideas of ruining right. the merit of the sport, which is just crazy. I think I think what happened too is like remember when Juventus got caught for match fixing, they got they got you know relegated to lower leagues, and I think UEFA was taking that stance, and FIFA was taking that stance. Can you imagine if they would have thrown all those teams out of the leagues? Can you imagine? Like that would have been. You can't play around like that. Like, once that news came, I was like, oh, this is not happening because yeah. if Chelsea, United, City have to go down to like League Two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah, man, it's it's awesome. I'm, it was a good day. For, it wasn't a bad day. I think everyone got together and was like, this is what the beautiful game's about. Right. Yeah, I mean, just this uh, this Chelsea game's going on right now. Chelsea fans were out there. Um, Peter Cech, who I believe is the sporting director, someone tell me if I'm wrong in the comments, but he came out and was, like, talking to fans, and he's like, we hear you. Like, we're going to – like, we're going to figure this out. I don't know if he had anything – to do behind it he's more looking scouting players i think overseeing that but yeah so i mean it's just crazy like fans everywhere like i didn't hear one person have a good thing to say about it besides those owners not one person yeah but it's just it's not the game man i mean money's made in football money's made all i mean these transfers are huge yes it's not nba money it's not mlb money but that's that's how it works it's its own league it's you know what i mean like mm. i'm just happy i'm i'm excited that everyone got my i mean i haven't got excited for news in a long time and when all this started kicking off i was like reading every second like yes yes, yes. i've been on social media and twitter way too much in the past two days i mean i went to training before this and i didn't like i still was feeling bad about like oh super league i came chelsea's out man city's out like these owners are getting sacked. I'm like, oh, my God. The, right. the, the, the difference five hours makes. If we did mm -hmm. this five hours ago, we'd, have to be, we'd be having a different conversation. Well, this is the now it, it's, it's pretty clear that it's just going to be a domino effect from here on out. The only thing sad about it is it makes us really open our eyes to how backwards American soccer is. And even though the footballing world probably knows how bad U.S. soccer system is, mm -hmm. um, our fans and our culture will never understand it because they are NBA followers, NFL followers, um, you know, so they, they don't understand the culture of relegation and promotion. It's sad because I think our national team would do a lot better if the top league in our world, in our country, had to struggle against lower lower division teams. And it would, it would show more talent. You know yeah. I mean? yeah, I totally hear you. Joe, we got a question in the comments for you. So, in the 11 pod, shouts out to him, Brandon. He said, in the same way American owners attempted this in Europe, would Europeans ever be able to come to the States and flip the system in the MLS? I don't think so, no, because you got to remember, like, got to remember it like this. If you walk down a kids' league game in England, mm -hmm. you have Arsenal, like, diehard who can tell you what players played when and, you know, like, legends of the game. If I walk down a youth soccer game in America, and I know because we ran a big youth club, you have a Rangers hat, you have a New York Giants hat, and they couldn't tell you who Terry Henry was. So the culture would never be able to embrace 
the importance of legends in the game of football. You know, the soccer. Mm-hmm. They would yeah. have hung in a Troy Aikman and a Wayne Gretzky. They, they, they wouldn't hold – a soccer player wouldn't hold the same significance in America as those players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just a culture thing. Yeah. Dan, what is the USOC? We just cancel USOC to protect the MLS instead. I'm not, I'm not sure anyone what that means. Is that the Open Cup? U.S. Open Cup, sure. Oh, is that is – that, is he, he might be being sarcastic because I think they – maybe they canceled a lot of it for – to protect the MLS. Dan, you might have to. I think MLS needs to do – even if they do delegation and promotion for one team or even if they did instead of relegation and promotion, instead – let's say they just did expansion this way. This would actually be a good idea. Think about this from a business point. So if you're an MLS club, you do not get relegated. Okay, you don't. But it allows an MPSL, USL team to have to meet a certain criteria, not money-wise, mm-hmm. not buy-in, but stats-wise. For example, you do a, a, another competition where all clubs in America are involved, and if a team can clinch top five there in that cup, they get promotion. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's there's other ways I feel like to really help football. It doesn't have to be a three hundred million dollar check. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's it is that like FIFA has taken such a strong position on closed leagues, and then yet they allow the MLS to happen and and have continued. I mean, our friends over at Stockade, they freaking sued U.S. Soccer Federation, just like. They filed an arbitration on this. Everyone go look this up. It was, you know, a great thing. And they were shut down, you know, eventually. But so why is it different in the MLS? Like, why do they allow this? But something happens in the, in, for the Super League in Europe and Europa League and everyone loses their mind. Is it just the publicity aspect of it? No, I think it's because it's not that big of a problem. Soccer mm-hmm. in America. Soccer in America is not looked at. Like, FIFA's like, all right, whatever. I don't even think FIFA or UEFA look at America. It's looked at as a Mickey Mouse league or an entertainment league where, where older players go to retire. So I don't think FIFA is really that worried about it. As long as they follow a certain amount of rules, they don't care. I don't think America right. is. I, that's the honest truth for me. I don't, what do you, you think know. about um, MLS, potential MLS-La Liga merger? Or not La Liga, sorry, uh, Liga-MMX, the Mexican League and MLS merger. Well, there, you know, you know that Mexico already did this non-relegation and promotion for this year. You know that, right? You guys know that? Was that no, from- I didn't know that. Okay, that from- so, so, so Pachuca did this. They were like, COVID hit, and they weren't doing well. So they went to the Federation and got all the around them and said, this year we have to stop relegation and promotion because of COVID. We have to stop the season. Smartest, smart, smart. And then they carried it on to this year until COVID's over. So there's no one. Pachuca's, I think, in last place. They're not getting relegated this year. Yeah. So you understand. There's a mafia wherever you go. That's football, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So to follow up back on what Dan said is that they canceled the whole U.S. Open Cup because of COVID. So they tried to kick out amateur teams except for two because of testing protocols, just comparing to the idea of hiding from amateur teams. I'll uh, kick back and cancel the whole tournament. Wow. Oh, shit. Yeah. Cool. This is again the just reward. Right. But think about, think about this: a college coach who coaches his team for three months out of the year, 
gets a better opportunity to coach at the highest level in America than maybe an MPSL coach where in another country an MPSL coach could get his team promoted each year, and that's how he's looked at. That, isn't that crazy? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, it says a lot about our, our coaching system and who's at the top. I mean, I mean, Bruce Arena was a lacrosse coach. So. <laughs> what are we doing? Dinosaur, that was my first coach in the pro level. Who was your first coach? Bruce Arena. Bruce Arena was your, Bruce Arena as a coach. And New York, New Jersey Metro Stars, and then uh, Mo Johnson took over. Oh, wow. Okay, so, I mean, what were you doing under Bruce Arena? Like, well, what kind of drills were we doing here? <laughs> what kind of drills were we doing under Bruce Arena? Like, we doing lacrosse drills? What are we doing? Got a big truck going by. Um, Say that again? You're coming to build the center. Yeah. Uh, what, you saying? What, what kind of drills were you doing under Bruce Arena? Was Bruce Arena running you through some lacrosse drills stuff or what? Yeah really doing much. Uh, Richie Williams and Mo Johnson were really running the sessions. He wasn't really running the sessions. Um, I just possession. At that age, I didn't even know what drills were. I was like so running on adrenaline to be there at practice every day, so I didn't even like dissect the drills. But yeah, they. Were, I mean, possession was like a big thing. Rondo, you know, I don't, I don't remember really a session when I was playing in that league that was like, wow, this is a good session, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a yeah. Uh, coach, I, I mean, this doesn't have to just stay in Super League, but I think a big problem back home is, and I wish I could use names. Oh, my God, I have so many names that I could use. I wish. I, one, <laughs> when, I can, when I have enough clout where I can use names, I will. Uh, but, you know, you look at some of the, the coaches I've had, they're, they're at high positions in U.S. soccer now, and they never had a winning season. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's a problem. That's a big problem. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's what's crazy with all of this is the is the the timing of I mean so the the clubs claim that they've I mean they've lost a ton of money. If you look at Barcelona it actually are like over a billion dollars debt. And from what I've read on it, it's not really that much COVID situation. They're just they have a well run club for quite some time now. And their transfer History has kind of reflected that, but well, me, it's crazy. Dee, let me ask you this. You're Barcelona. You're Real Madrid. You're Manchester United. You're in debt. You're telling me you're the top teams in the world. You can't go out and get investors to help you get out of debt if you run your operations properly. Exactly. Manchester United is a publicly run company. So, like, they're traded. Like, you can – I think you can buy Manchester United stock. Yeah, you could – if they really wanted to get money, they could go to get Middle East money. They can go get Chinese money if they really wanted to and get out of debt. So mm -hmm. that's – they just want more. And that's the reality of it. They can't tell me different, you know. Especially I've been in football now. I'm just like – worked with clubs in Premier Leagues and not, not, not the English Premier League, but like big leagues around Europe. And I know how – yes, investors are always coming in mm -hmm. to see. And if you're a big club like that, you have big money in these Middle East and Asian countries that would be happily come in and knock you know, on the door, hundred percent. Oh yeah, I mean it's lucrative and it's only growing. I mean it's crazy what he said, the Real Madrid president. It's football is dying within fourteen to twenty-four year olds. Now I'd love to see some statistics on that because I I can't believe that that's true. 
Yeah, but whose fault is that? That's not that's that's the culture of football. That's not that's not that's not the club's like. Well, I guess it is the club's fault. It it, it, it actually it is the club's fault because they don't have culture anymore. Like Sir Alex had at United. Like there was a like the reason why people are falling out with the game is because the, the game is different. Like you don't have you don't have your talkies anymore that are staying at your club for ever and 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 riding that roam. You know, like we don't have that. Anymore. Like there's there's no passion behind football anymore. There's none. And it's it's crazy that all of these teams, um, in a time when like lower league football, like you see this, clubs can't afford to be in a in a US open cup because of the testing. So, you know, they're not participating. Lower league teams in England and across like, you know, sponsors are pulling out and then they wanna pull some shit like this and be like, All right, well we're gonna give three point four billion to everyone that comes in. Like it's 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 crazy that they at this time and a lot of these teams it, it'll be funny they will be remembered for this like these are the teams that that broke away tied to like I mean for some people really ruined football right? yeah and that's why that's why the chairmans had to run away because this was going to stay in football, their football club if they stayed so the only way they could remove the badness from the club right away is place the blame on one person and say, okay, like, it'll be, I mean, what do you think, Joe? Do you think it still goes through with, with some teams? Like, do you think there's some version of it or do you think it gets completely white? I think it'll evolve. It could evolve into something like, a, you know, like a Champions Cup or something like that. I mean, you something every year. There's a UEFA Nations League now. Like, they're it just changed their verbiage, though, in 24 hours. It went from not being able to play in the domestic league to you can still play in the domestic league. Did you see that verb? Yeah. So I think but was- at, at the same time, too, the champions, the UEFA came out and said that they will change the, the setup of the Champions League, which has been – they've been negotiating this. So it's almost like maybe it's- they brought this Super League thing up to force the UEFA's hand to say, hey, we'll kind of, you know – give something to you in the direction for you to stay in the club because it hurts them too, of course, if these clubs leave. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, it's a good point that Sean raises because this has happened a few times where big teams have complained and then they've changed the formats of things. So big teams like complained that, so the champions used to just be knockout stages. So the teams complain that they, they don't get enough games and thus they don't get enough revenue and, and airtime broadcast. So then they changed and they added a group stage. And yeah. then it used to only be you win your league, then you get in. And they said it's so hard to get in the Champions League. So then they opened the top four and I think the top four, whatever. But they've continually done this. And maybe this is to get something out of But right now, it doesn't seem like they have the power with a lot of these, um, with a lot of these dropping out. Like it seems like they're losing in their whole bargaining power. Oh, we tried this. A... No, I'm with you guys. I'm with you both. Hey, guy. Who, who's this guy? Dion Stern. Stern. He had a question. Hey, what's he saying? So Dion. scam. So scam. So he started out. He said, "Hey, lovely weather. How can I try out? Try out to be a coach." Oh, I didn't see that. Say <laughs> <laughs> no passion, and why push everyone so scam? Sorry. I, mean, I think some of these were in relation to some other things, but maybe Joey can he 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 asked you how can I try out to be a coach? Is that a, is that a, is that a, 
I'm still trying. So. Mm. But yeah. No, good day, man. Exciting day. Even like, you know, my business partner, Cecilia, she was following along. Like, you know, like, how can people do this? Like, it was awesome. It was awesome. Everyone, like, jump behind. Yeah, I mean, I had, we had people reach out to us work and like, can you explain what's going on? Like, doing this, like, what does it mean? And it's just kind of funny that this is, maybe it sparked more interest in people in the game than there's been for a little bit. Because, I mean, yeah. no, VAR has been shit. So, like, football has been kind of tough to watch, right? It's been different. So, and hopefully this changes some other things too. But, I mean, no, none of these teams in, like, their domestic leagues, if they kick them out, or that they said that none of these players could play at the international level, that seems like that would have been crazy. Well, I think the way they went about the Super League wasn't like we're trying to create something that's going to help. It was like we're doing this. The teams have signed on. We're out. Mm -hmm. If they, they forced FIFA and UEFA's hand in a way, okay, that organization's not run properly either. That's fine. But it kind of forced their hand to be like, oh, okay. You want to throw that card out? You're just leaving? Okay, well, since we have player cards, right, they're right. not playing. And you're disqualified from Champions League. That's what they were saying. They said, because, I mean, there's, there's four teams left in, in the Champions League, four teams left in the Europa League. They were saying that they were going to completely axe those teams. And it's funny, Manchester City, who's, who's wanted a prim, uh, Champions League for quite some time once they got the oil money and they got pepped, this has been their aim. So nice. after – now, man, so he's like, all right, never mind, never mind. <laughs> True, yeah. man. No. No, great, man. I think, uh, I, I think it's, it, it shows you how much of the world game it really is because mm -hmm. people from the on this, and that's, that's what we're missing back home. And, you know, it's the reason why I moved out here. And, and I know it's the reason why you guys are where you are because this is football. Right. This is yeah, we had a we had a guest on who said a, who said a good thing. It was like if you're in love with something, might as well like go to the places where it's you know it's that's the foundation. Like if you love food, you should go to France because that's who like said, the food. Who said that? This was Evan Nadana. Was it Evan Nadana? Evan, yeah, I mean yeah. he's right. I preach that all the time. If you want to be a pro soccer player and why are you even, like, it, okay, if you're a top 25 pick and you're going to get drafted, awesome, you're going to be a pro soccer player. But if you're trying to be a pro soccer player and you're on nobody's radar, why are you staying in a country that doesn't even appreciate the game? Why not go somewhere else? I think your boy Evan, I love that. I love what he said. Oh. Yeah. yeah. He's going to make good points about it. He's like, you come here and, you know, you think you're a great player and then you play, you know, a U23 team or some Bundesliga team and you get, you know, circles run around by a 19-year-old. And it's like, well, all right, maybe I'm not that good. Because this is the fourth tier, and, like, these kids are making me look stupid. That's what you could play in some of the lower tiers, and you could play someone who's a little out of shape, an older guy, and he, he's not going to run circles around you, but he's going to play circles around you, which is a crazy thing when you first go and you play, like, a guy who used to play at a high level, and he's kind of let himself go, and he's just playing for the fun of it. But he knows where to be at all times. And he's still playing circles around you, even though he's got 60 pounds on you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I wish, like, these kids – and a lot of these kids I even speak to, they're like, I'm not going to play, like, 
fourth division, third division in Germany. I'm like, guys, do you know what third Bundesliga is? Like? Do you even know what third Bundesliga is? I mean, third, third Bundesliga legit. I mean, Very like, legit. Phoenix second team plays there. I mean, like, teams that have played Bundesliga in the last five years play there. I mean, they have these full stadiums and full capacity stadiums. and I mean, they're on FIFA. Like, it kind of shows you, like, it's no joke. We got a lot to learn, and the only way to learn it is to experience. And I think that's what we need to do as a football nation. As a football, we need to go see what makes other clubs work. Not the money, not the sponsors, not the leagues, not the shirts. What makes other clubs work is there's an opportunity for someone who's a nobody, whether they're from a rich neighborhood or a poor neighborhood, to make a name for themselves through the game. And we can't do that back home. So unless we go and really research the roots of the game, we're never going to be successful. And everyone's like, football's grown in America. No, it's not. Yes, we have, we've had, out of the millions of soccer players we have, yes, Pulsic, Reyna, yes, yes, those are three. You're telling me we can't find 11 to 18 to 20 of those guys? We have them. The problem is we're overlooking them at the prime ages when we should be picking them up. You get what I mean? Yeah. I was, I was just having a conversation today with my teammates, one's from Ireland, one's from Germany. And I was explaining to them, like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Why Why is the U.S. not winning World Cups consistently? We are, like, the size of Europe, and we have the athletes there. But the system doesn't find these players because who's playing the six for us for 10 years straight? We have Michael Bradley. And you're not looking for this youth player that's incredible because there's no, there's no system to find these players. Like, in Europe, in Germany, there's a system. At every age group, they're getting rid of players. And then it's a funnel up to the national team. And by the time you get to the top, you have the best players. And very, very few players fall through the cracks because the system is in place. But, like, I can't believe, you know, when I see Michael Bradley on TV, like, I'm playing against players in the U.S. in club or something. I'm like, this kid is better than what I see Michael Bradley doing. And it's like they just stick with these same players over and over again. And, sure, we have great players now, but – the system is not going to – we have, okay, we have individual players that are great. But does that mean that we're going to do anything in the World Cup? I don't think so. No, I, I, I'm excited. Yeah. And that's what, you know – yeah. I mean, I can go on and on about it. That's why I'm here. That's, that's why you guys are there. I'm here. I, I'm telling you, we're going to get to CONCACAF in eight years, and, and I'll be able to be recognized as a coach. and be able to say these things it's the little things it matters i'm telling you guys and i'm sure you guys after your career god bless you go play for 20 years and make it like a jamie party story i hope you do you guys have the the drive to do it be the difference and it it's it's the it's a, it, it's about timing and aligning when the guys like us not just us who are that but players with the same uh road that gotten to a higher level all of us come together in the future somehow that's going to change football in the country like, like the Nevilles and the characters who got on TV and said, this is wrong, let's change it. Unless us, people like you and I, not the Kyle Martinos, not the Lexi Lawlesses, if people like us that have been through the rut of the game can get on TV and have some pull or get, that's how the game's going to change. Mm-hmm. How it's going to change. Not Kyle Martino, but he wants to run for president, but he's rich, lived in the richest neighborhood in Connecticut for all his life and never understood what, what it's like. It's the guys that went to other countries, played in the lower leagues, got shit on when they came home and, and motivated them to go to another country, play in the lower league, and move up and understand football. That's, that's how we're going to change. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. So, Joe, 
Joe, once you once you win that Conga cap, we come into the U.S. and we're going to change it from the top. Once I once I can get into listen, listen, people are probably like, look at this arrogant guy. He thinks he's going to listen. We'll okay. get to, from there. We're going to work our ass off to be a top team in Central, North, and South America. And I know, I know we can do it. Um, and there's going to be a lot of doubters, but I know in my heart we'll do it. But once I get there, I want to not speak. Sitting on MLS, I don't want to speak bad about it. I want to help them, and I don't think they'll take the hand. But I want to just share my honest opinions about the game with people in the country that make decisions. If I can do that and maybe be a chance of change, that's what I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. That's – oh, my God, man. I'm telling you. I'm t- and and I, I'm a firm believer, right? We, we've we've – We've grabbed the underground game, right? Soccer visa is like the underground king, so let's call that. Like, we grab the underground players and try to help them, right? I wish we could take an underground team and put against, like, consistent MLS teams and see how we do with the proper coaching and proper environment. I think mm-hmm. it would be a lot of people, you know. Yeah, it's the way to shock. I mean, it's the way to shock. Uh, we had uh, Dennis Crowley who was on Stockade Boys. We got we to gotta link Soccer Visa and, and the Stockade Boys. I mean, this is we people in a row. Bad guy. Not even for the finance, for the business reason. I think when he, like, because financially we're fine too. Like, I'm not worried about the. I just want like business people in a room. Mm-hmm. How do we do like good business people that are good people? How can we people who want to take up the system to change for the better? Right. Because yeah. money, money, not it, man. Yeah. Money, money changes players, right? Money changes players. You know what I mean? And a, a, a good player is always going to have – how do I say this? A passionate player who wants to be something, it doesn't matter if he gets paid millions or not because he loves the game is going to be successful. And I think there's a lot of players out there that we miss, you know, we, we miss. I think we pay a lot of followers. I don't think we pay enough leaders in the game, if that makes sense. Like enough players that are leaders, you know. Yeah, yeah, I could agree with that 100%. Like the real Ferdinands, like the players like that, that – we need to find those players. Sir Alex, man, I think he changed. What a culture. Yeah. yeah. So I love the coach said different motivation for coaches and clubs in the U.S. They get paid for having kids go up. Not in the U.S., though. Could be a small ripple, but I'm sure that is one of the many reasons. Different motivation for coaches and clubs. They get paid for having kids go up. Not in the U.S. Could be a small Yeah, I think he's 100%. Yeah, so like the European youth systems, when they pass a play, they paid for this. So it's, right. it's a for these clubs to, to develop the right way, develop the right player, and something that these Bundesliga teams who know what the hell they're talking about will see something and they'll be like, okay, yeah, this guy's real deal. Here's money. And then right. it just funnels because then they can do it again. It, it recycles. It's like the Ajax systems are constantly developing amazing players and people who can think in the game. I'm saying, like, you got to think of it like just everyday life and business. Like, Graphic designers, graphic designer for Pepsi, Coca-Cola, whatever, and they get paid and they, they can grow their portfolio and they make, like, it's the same in football. I'll give you an example. Here's what I mean. It might be like, what are you talking about? Well, my team in Iceland qualified for Europa League, right? So we got paid X amount for qualifying for Europa League, okay? Mm-hmm. So now, what did you do with that money? Invested it back into the club. That better facilities, better coaches, better environment. Now mm-hmm. that 
selling players where they weren't before because they're able to invest that money to make the environment So now the players have better resources for them to go get sold. We can't do that back home. Yeah. We yeah. can't sell DFC and they're going to give us 30 grand and we can re that into, you know, that, that freedom to, you know, to understand that it is a business. I hate when people say soccer is not a business. I hate that shit. It's a really good business. Like if you right. run it properly, it's an amazing business yeah right and it should like it, it should reward a lot of organizations and a lot of these good clubs developing players and selling them on this this should be the incentive system that i think we've lacked a lot in the u.s i agree there's no loyalty in the youth game in america there's no loyalty you could coach a kid from eight years old to 13 years old and really be an amazing coach, but not have a big program. And all of a sudden a program in the DA comes and says, Oh, you're playing for that shit club. When the coach at the shit club is a hundred times better coach than the coach at the DA and the kid because the DA is a better level. Right. And I think that there's no loyalty. There's no like pride. Like the kid's not going to want to leave Manchester United, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. Never. Oh, so. And to get into those academies constantly. Yeah, 100%. And then these academies, hey, it, 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 these right. players, how the, the revenue is shared. I mean, it's not a perfect system because, like, you see a lot of – there are some teams now just so big, but it still is – it's it's rewarding smaller teams in the right places and still allowing there to be a cycle in the game. Yeah. So, yeah. Stride Moore said, are Sean and Dylan planning on a visit in May? <laughs> I may. I mean, if you guys are not playing right now, and you now, you let me know, man. You can come train and stay fit. I'm telling you, you all we gotta do is do some vibes. It's there for you. Look at this. You see this? I know, man. I hey, know. man. I, I'm dreaming. I got a picture of a beach behind me. Listen, listen. But we actually, we might be able to still play the cup. So it depends. Yeah, it depends on a few things. But I, I mean, I'm, I will 100% be taking you up on that offer. Yeah. When it's when it's opportune for us both. When you're ready, guys, I'm here. Uh, this is what this is about. This is a this is a place where players come and train and stay fit. It's like in a culture that embraces it. You guys come mm. in. Scotty said, so we get FIFA to ban us until we change our system and UEFA to set up a player selling structure for growing players? I'm not sarcasm, Scotty, to be honest. I get what he's saying, but like FIFA's never gonna FIFA's never gonna go to U.S. Soccer and say this is how you have to do it. You know, I, I don't think they care enough. They haven't done it yet, and they have allowed this to happen, and they have. Yeah, let them be the American. Let them be American. Let them be American. Yeah, that, that like that that's what it is. If you think about like like coming from New York, like the Jets or like the New York Mets, like they consistently suck, right? <laughs> but if you have promotion relegation, like. You're just gonna go down in the leagues. You're not gonna stay at the top. You can't. How can you year after year after year after year? You suck and you stay in the same league. You get last place. Get medals for last place. Like that, it doesn't make sense. Like you either are gonna invest in the team and change the dynamic and the culture of the team, or you go down. Like look at Sunderland. They went from the Premier League and they dropped three leagues, and they had to. They made a lot of mistakes along the way, and that's the reason they dropped. It's not just. A, it's not just luck. Or mm -hmm. lack of luck. It's like there were so many things wrong with the club. 
and they just fell and they fell and they fell and again. And it, it just creates like, okay, so the Jets get relegated. Damn, our freaking operations team sucks. So all of a sudden Crowley gets together and he's like, no, we're bringing the Jets back. I'm from New York. I'm bringing the Jets back up. So I'm going to invest in it. And it adds passion and it adds, that's like, that's what it's right. about. Right. <laughs> There's no, we just got to make the playoffs. That's all we got to do is make the playoffs. Because once we make the playoffs, it's a wild card. So let's just make the playoffs. Are U.S. fans equipped, though, to, to follow a team and go into the second division of football? I don't think that we just – that is just so – unless you understand European soccer and – but, I mean, still, like, if you look at us, most Americans like one of the big six teams, you know? These teams, these teams really rarely, if ever, get relegated. So it's kind of like we still just like the good teams. And it's kind of the same thing. Like, are you going to follow the – the Knicks into the second division? I don't think so. the Jets now. We have no, guys. You can do it. Nobody needs people like that. That's the type of people you need. You know, I, I think, I think people like that. Like I heard some amazing things about Stockade from you guys. Not only from you guys, the players that played for them, like other people in the game, and said some amazing things about their. You know, the, the back-end staff and what they're trying to do or what they've tried to do and just run things properly. If those people can go to the right markets and help Americans, like if they can build a club somewhere else, and I, if they can go build a club somewhere else and have a little bit of American influence and build the club and then sell these American players to other places, I think then now someone like Stockade is going to say, okay, when they do an interview and they sell a player to like, Dortmund or they sell a player to Grasshoppers or IX or whatever. Now, U.S. Soccer and ESPN FC is going to come to them and they can speak their mind. You know what I mean? I think there needs to be more of that migration to places where like, where we have a bigger, we can have a say. Like, I'm a gringo. Like, I'm a gringo. I'm, I'm helping the Costa Rican community and I'm going to also infuse it with undiscovered American soccer players and we're going to try to do something. I think if player, people like Crowley's organization does that, you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. Yo, how's your Spanish? Is it improving? Better every day. My whole my, my ground staff here is on me every day that I gotta speak Spanish. So good. Dan says the goal is to show people how to build the club, how to make it sustainable, and how to help all these clubs change the culture. He's a hundred percent puffy, but he's he knows what he's talking about. He's he's one hundred. A lot of clubs do not know how to build a club. So you know what I mean, like. Mm-hmm. Like USL clubs, they don't know how to. I'm a firm believer. If you gave me my youth club in America, right, our soccer visa FC youth club, if I had a project, I'd sell out the stadium because of the culture we create within the club. So I'll know that he's, he's, you know, bring him on board, whoever that guy is. He's the technical director of Stockade. So him and Dennis are the, the guys who run Stockade together. All right. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And it's sad because he doesn't have, like, they're in. They're in, um, they're in like MPSL or UPSL, whatever it is, and they should be. Those are the guys that should be running clubs. Those are the guys New York Red Bulls should be reaching out and saying, "Okay, love your culture. Come help us do that here." Come, come. I mean, built it in a small town. I mean, these are the things. Like, if you had a bigger, I just on the scale of it, these are the things that needs to happen. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Joe, another question here. 
it seems like a good one, so I got to read it out. So, do scouts in the U.S. lack the drive to watch and create direct relationships with small clubs in their area? Scouts don't have a say. Mm. Like you, I can, and, and if there's any MLS scouts watching this, you know I'm right. You don't have a say um, if you go see a good player. Your sporting director is never going to listen, and you and I both know it. How do I know? Because I worked with you, and you've told me that word for word. Because the sporting directors have the top agents that they're working with, and MLS is such a well wanted, no, or such a league that everybody wants to go to. That scouts, like, if there's a New York Red Bull scout, there's no way he can go to Florida and see a kid off the street and say, "Hey, come train they, with me." They even do that though. Like, there's there's no way that these MLS, like he says here, when I was growing up, all I ever really saw were college scouts. That's all we ever played in front of in college showcases for these scouts. I had to go to MLS Combine, right? I went to the MLS Combine. And they were, like, scouts from every club sitting with me. But, I mean, like, scouts where you'd be like, how is this dude a scout? But I'm talking <laughs> about, like, five or six of them from each club. And they didn't have a they, – they didn't even have a – it was like a little gang just to say they were scouts. They didn't yeah. have a say. Huh? You know? Crazy. Wild. So crazy. Strive Moore says, dude, it's crazy. I was playing in San Sebastian. I saw the youth club of Arteta and Chabi Alonso. The youth clubs were paid for every single transfer they had i mean yep. this is those youth clubs are set that's, how, that's so, how the system works it's a business it's a business i'll raise the players you're my partner club well i'm really good at the kids you're really good at the protein at the pro level so let me develop them you take them compensate me for what i'm good at and they go off and have an amazing career yeah yeah quite crazy i mean like one player that's all you need one good player from a youth club you sell them and, I mean, a lot of these have, like, fixed even after the next club. So you sell them to one club, and then they sell them to a bigger club. A lot of those payments still come to you. Like, there's a percentages. Yeah. This is why, like, Xavi Alonso could go through 10 clubs, or Bruno Fernandes, he's been through a few clubs before he got to Manchester United. But those youth clubs will collect the money still. I'm going to tell you something, guys. Today, I went with my groundskeeper to three little villages about 30 minutes. Seriously. And they have a soccer field. And we went to talk to the, the, the team, the local club there that's like in the lowest division about if they have a player, how can we work together? That was today, I swear. That how can we work together to get the best youth player over the soccer visa when we start our pro club? And how can we compensate you guys? Does it fix your field? Does it give you equipment? What can we do so that you guys are our eyes out here? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's crazy. Like yesterday, Joe, we were talking about how we were going to come, come guns a blazing on the Super League. And now it seems like the world is okay again. But now we're we're back to the U.S. and we're talking about football with the U.S. We always come back to this. Well, because it's the root of the problem with the Super League. It was the root, right? Yeah. You wonder too. Maybe I mean, this is this is really hopeful. But even if it's a small percentage of people that didn't see like the fault the faultiness of the MLS now realize like oh wait imagine if the big European leagues did the same thing the MLS does like no well of course they can't do that but then you think like wait why is the MLS like this you know like the system sucks yeah but they don't that's the thing is like did you guys like, see that story I posted of, like that actor I forget his name he was like oh we're here at the Manchester United game but he's wearing Man City did you guys see that <laughs> no I didn't see that <laughs> You I didn't think that 
Neil Patrick Harris, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe not. I, he could have been kidding, but that's what's wrong. It's a joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, oh, it's United game, and he's wearing a Man City shirt, and I just wanted to slap him right off. I just wanted to fucking, like, that's what's wrong. You're making a joke that I'm passionate about. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's kind of funny, too, now you see a lot. I mean, Will Farrell is a, a co-owner of LAFC. Uh, Matthew McConaughey is now a co-owner of Austin FC. So, like, I mean, I... Let me go in, Andy. What the fuck are you owning? What, what, what are you doing? What, what are you going to do for U.S. soccer? Tell me, Matthew McConaughey. What are you going to do? I, all due respect, but if you love the game that much, get your fucking ass to Germany, to Spain, and figure out what the fuck they're doing that is so right. Don't just throw your fucking name on it and make it more of an entertainment league. I don't want that shit. Keep that shit. I don't want that shit. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what they're doing. It's a sound investment. From how the league is set up, it's a sound investment. The MLS is growing in terms of the amount of fans it's attracting, but it's, it's to me, like, and like you said, there's a ceiling from it, and it's not really making the game that much better. Like, think of how many, think of how many non-humans dominating the MLS and have dominated the MLS. Not to cut you off, but uh, Matt Lazoo 12 there, okay, that's a good friend of mine. Um, mm. like we, we got really close through Yanks Abroad. He, is a, he played in the MLS. He's played over in, he played for Rapid Vienna. I mean, he's a top player. We just had a conversation the other day about U.S. soccer, and he's passionate, good guy. I'm hopefully going to work with him because he's a good guy. But what's he say there? Let's see if we can jump on that subject. So he says, let's talk about how MLS clubs don't have much to do when it comes to decisions with players. The front is that they want the public to know, but the MLS as a league is the de deciding factor. Mm. So the MLS runs everything is what he's saying. Right. The galactic empire, it is everything. Everything. That's a guy who played there. And I love that dude because he's played. A lot of players will never say some shit like that about MLS. But mm -hmm. since he's not currently in soccer anymore and he's going to probably go outside the U.S. You know, to, to do soccer if he does, he can say shit like that and it's the truth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we talked about it with Dan Hoffe about right. the, the contracts. Do you remember what he said? Yeah, that the 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 the, the, the team doesn't have the rights to the player. MLS had your rights, which is preposterous. Yep, yep. yep. That's crazy. Absolutely. Well, I've heard that MLS is like New York Red Bulls wants a player, but they're like, no, he's not going there. He's going to go to Chicago because of the fan base there. So we'd rather just put him in Chicago. Let's, let's free up some DP money there, or let's figure it out, and let's send him there. Do they really run it from that, like, it's really run like that? That's a puppet show. No, no, that's the truth. That's like, so if we're formed, you know, like, 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 they look at the community, they look at what's going to sell shirts. It's not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It makes total sense. It's that's why it's a as an American actor, Matthew McConaughey who's done nothing with soccer. I think he said his kids play soccer now, so now he's into it. I think he has a brilliant wife too. So I I mean, I don't know, but like this is this is what it is. It's 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 a sound investment. The MLS will run things to make sure that it is. Don Garber, real good yeah. he's a, he was a real good football guy. Don Garber. Oneonta alumni, I actually met the guy. He came to Oneonta, and we asked him these questions, and he wouldn't answer. Guy, but he's an NFL, former NFL commissioner. He's not nothing. Yeah. Nah. <sighs> that was way back, way back 2013. He came to Oneonta, and myself and one of the goalies, Dil, were you in that? 
Yeah, I was there too. And he wouldn't answer anything about promotion relegation. No, we asked him a few questions, actually, Joe. This was back when we played on the answer. That's crazy. He had nothing to say. Sean and I, Joe, Sean and I also told him that we wanted to be professional soccer players. Like, almost laughed at us. He almost laughed. <laughs> because we played at a D3 school up north, and he knew on the answer. And that, that, he, like, he looked at us and kind of gave us one of those, like. He scoffed at us. If you, you know, you work hard, you can get there, kind of things, you know. Yeah, well, wait till we get to the final four of CONCACAF Champions League. I'm going to say some nice things about Don Gardner. I won't even use your name. Say, what a out there. He, uh, he told some players that had a dream about playing professionally that, well, he didn't say anything, but the, the smirk on his face, that, that's the type of leader we want. You know what I mean? We're yeah. not in JP. Moved. Got rid of everything. We are in different countries, my man. You should try it. <laughs> Sean and I are are in Germany right now. I think not to, you know, I mean, the U.S. I'll be honest, though, Joe, because if if I could have, like, coming out of college, if I would have got a contract in the U.S., I probably would have. I mean, after that, I would have seen. But I think for me, maybe I was just lucky because I had to to leave to find something else. But I don't know if I would have left if, say, a USL club was like, here, come you know what I mean? Let's talk about that. It's a contract. You're getting paid to play the game. Even though it's run like a shit show, it's still what you dream of. So, you should, yes, if you can do it 100%. But yeah, we're yeah. fucking shit show for a lot of the guys that are passionate about it and can't get in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can yeah. go. No, don't get me wrong, guys. Take it. I hope you're not saying, you know. Yeah, sure. I don't believe, hear, hear that. You know? mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a sure. shit a shit organization in terms of giving players a chance. Right. And if you can't get in, don't give up because this is your dream. Like you can, you can go out there and do something like, like we've done, what Joe has done, and what all these players that work for him and work with him do. So, no. If you can get back to MLS, yes, amazing. It's a good marketed league. Get treated like a pro, yes. But what we're saying is, they turn away more players than then give players a chance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, completely agree. Well, let's see Let's see what happens here in the league, Joe. I wonder if the dominoes will fall, if we will be having the same Instagram live um, conversation in a few years when something else comes, these teams try to do something else again. I would love to get on Instagram live with some of these guys, though, that don't agree with us about U.S. soccer. I'm – I, I, I invite so many of the people that follow me and send me messages to like, hey, let's go on a live since you disagree with me so much and you're a, an analyst for MLS or you're a USL writer, jump on a live and make me understand that. I, I, they never do, so hopefully one day. I hope they, I mean, I hope people see this or have seen the things and, you know, I, we would love to jump on there with you. I'll be a, I'll be a moderator. I'll ask the questions and, and we can have a nice full-on debate about this. But, yeah, like this, like Metro says, they don't want to smoke with you, Joe. <laughs> it wouldn't even be smoke. I would ask honest questions, and I would agree with some of the things they say and disagree in a professional manner. Like, I'm not – I just want to know why why scouts don't have a say. Why, mm-hmm. why is there still a draft and not scouts going out and looking at college players and picking the players for their individual teams? Why is there a combine? 
I don't want to compete for the same guy as if I'm New York Red Bulls. I don't want to compete with the same guy as New York City via a draft. I want to speak to their agent and make the deal work so that he can come to New York City FC or New York Red Bulls because he believes in the club and the culture. These are the questions I would – you understand? Yeah, yeah 100%. 100%. Uh, just quickly, JPG109, can you talk more about both of your paths? Man, we have a whole podcast on and so check that out, Footwork Podcast. You can listen to our whole path, man. It's all there for you free. All right, and guys. Then, I, do is I gotta run though. I gotta pack up to go to the hotel. Of course, man. It's been a, it's been a nice hour talking. Always about a pleasure. That's um, the best, man. All the best. All right. We'll see. We'll see you soon down there in sunny Costa Rica. Whenever you want. Doors open. Cool. Awesome. Thanks. Then we'll see all you guys soon. Footwork is sponsored by ourselves. Also, Kung Fitness and Merchant Designs, baby. Follow us on Instagram at footwork underscore podcast. Twitter is at footwork podcast. YouTube and Facebook, just check out footwork podcast. Search it. Email us if you need anything, any questions at footworkpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, plug, plug, pass. Tell your parents, Amazon delivery guy, mailman, I don't know who, just tell them. Like, subscribe, review, all of it helps. Danke.